What's up, y'all? Welcome to In the Wild. And this, and I know y'all heard me say it before, is a very special episode. It's our 100th episode. And today we are shooting in the Jag store. There are a lot of fun, exciting changes coming to the Jag store that I can't announce quite yet. But by the time you're watching this, you're going to want to come into this space. You can see we got some fun stuff going on behind me. We got a fun show for y'all. I can't wait for y'all to see everything that we got going on and everything that's happening in the Jag store. So get ready, Jag Nation, because things are about to get wild. Welcome, y'all, to In the Wild. And getting us started with our 100th episode, we have two very special people. They are coaches over at Kristenberry Fieldhouse, and today they are joining us here in the Jag store. So give a warm welcome to Melissa Brocado and Jacob Bergamy. How's it going, y'all? Good, going good. Glad to be here, and congrats on 100 episodes. That's thank amazing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, so getting us started, Melissa, you're entering your 25th season Correct. as our softball coach, yes. which is quite impressive. What has kept you here for 25 seasons? I think a lot of it is just um, I love the community. I love the university. Um, if you'll put yourself out there, too, to actually get involved with the community, Augusta is a wonderful place to live. Um, so moving from North Carolina, I've just made it home and have loved my experience here um, on the university side and in the community side. So, And then I met a boy, and he's from here. <laughs> and so, yeah, it kept, kept me here. Um, and... In your 24 seasons, you've, I'm sure you experienced a lot of things. Um, what comes to mind when you think of like a wild game that we've had and you've ended up, or our team has ended up victorious? I think the first one I would think of is our first trip to regionals back in 2007. Okay. Um, we had a, a throw in from right field, perfect throw on the money, home plate. Um, we get the girl out. It was against Georgia College, and we we won the game that sent us to the championship game for the Peach Belt Conference, which I think kind of sealed our deal in getting those those points that we needed to go to to regionals for the first time in school history. But um, there's been a lot of great games in 24 years and a lot of great players. So, but that's the first one I would think of. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome to to think of that one right off the top. Uh, and Jacob, this is not. Your first season coaching, but definitely not your first season as a Jaguar. Um, what has it been like returning as a coach? Oh, I mean, I've loved it. This is where I wanted to come back. Like, if if I could have coached anywhere, this is where I wanted to be. So it, it's awesome that it worked out. This was my first college coaching job. Uh, I mean, like you were saying, Augusta's a great place to be. I didn't come from North Carolina, though. I came from an hour <laughs> away from here. So, like, all of my doctors were here. This is where, like, this was the closest mall to me growing up. So mm -hmm. I spent so much time in Augusta, so... Obviously, like I love the community here. And when you think about your undergrad experience, what first comes to mind? Um, well, I actually did grad school here. Okay. I, we went to the, we I did undergrad at the same place she graduated from, uh, Campbell University in North Carolina. A few years and, apart. <laughs> maybe, maybe a few. Um, but grad school here, uh, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is like it was an awesome team. Uh, we got ninth in the country that year. That was the oh, highest. Wow. Highest finish in program history and in PBC history. So that was actually the team that we were chasing this year, and we'll be chasing again next year because we didn't quite get it. Oh, yeah, we uh, recently had our men's team compete in nationals in yeah. Seattle. How was that? Uh, it was good. We, uh, we really enjoyed the trip, but uh, I think, like, and this is probably 90% of the NCAA, it wasn't uh, 
exactly what we wanted. We wanted we, we knew we were capable of being a top 10 team, and we ended up 24th, which is still third highest finish in program history, so nothing to be ashamed of by any means. But uh, we knew we were capable of a lot more, and for most of the guys, other than Hans Troyer and Kai Bricky, it was their first national championship, so it was a big learning experience for them. And nationals is a completely different beast from anything that you'll see during the regular season. So they... Uh, they learned some valuable lessons going into next year and learned you can't necessarily treat the national championship the same way that we do other meets. And because they didn't make it last year, like they missed uh <clears throat> they missed the national championship by one point oh, wow. last year. Like at regionals they got beat out by Catawba by one point. They thought they had made it to the national championship because uh the uh the like the scoring system that they were using, it didn't count in Catawba's first runner. So it originally showed that Augusta got third, and then when they updated it, we were fourth by just one point. So that was uh, coming into this year, the guys all kind of had their mind on, like, we just have to get back to nationals because we haven't been in a few years. And so I think they kind of felt like the pressure was off once we got through regionals, or I know they felt that way because I've been having end-of-season meetings with them and talking to them. But uh, that's, I think our mindset next year will be more centered around, you know, let's just check the box at regionals, but we're going in the nationals trying to be one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. I think that's still a pretty successful season for your first yeah. season as coach. Yeah, I mean, we'll take it. It's not, 24th <laughs> is definitely nothing to be disappointed in. I mean, we were, of course, because we knew we could be a top 10 team, we were a little disappointed right after the race, but the guys, we were quickly able to see the positives in it and be like, hey, this was still a huge step in the right direction from not being to the national championship since 2019, so... It's a lot of progress, especially for the younger guys. Uh, Melissa, what can we expect from our softball team this season? I am very hopeful that we'll see ourselves finishing back near the top of the conference. Like, that's the goal, finishing the top half of the conference um, and get ourselves, put ourselves in a position to make a run for a Peach Belt Championship Make it into regionals hopefully would be would be the goal. But these girls have been great. They've worked so hard this fall. They've been so positive, so respectful. We've had our end of semester meetings as well these last couple of days. And just being able to reiterate to them just what a joy they've been to coach and how easy they've been. It's really make really makes our jobs easy when you have people that uh, students that want to work hard and and want to take the feedback and the criticism and the critique and, and apply it. Um, and these girls are really doing that. So um, we're, you know, very focused on exams right now and ready to get those grades back and see how everybody did. I'm sure they did amazing, and then we'll roll into to break and into January. As soon as they get back, we'll start practicing and be ready to go for February 4th. So we're excited. All right, February 4th. That, that'll be here before you know it. Yes. Um, and I guess for both of you, I'm interested in hearing, uh, what is a common misconception you think when it comes to coaching a college sport? You want to go first? You've okay, done this sure. longer than me. Um, I think it's funny. I was talking to one of our coworkers the other day. And I was like, I, people don't see the non-glamorous side of coaching. Like everybody thinks that it's what they see on TV or, or what they see on social media or those kinds of things, which is great and it's true and it's amazing, but they don't see the lining the field or painting a course or doing the laundry. Like there's a lot of very <laughs> non-glamorous parts of coaching. I think that's one of the misconceptions is that we just roll out on a game day and we start yelling at people and, and making a lineup and it's just way more than that. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of stole my thought. That was the uh, first thing that popped in my head was like, well, I think uh, most people think this is like you literally just go to practices, go to meets, all that, and there's so much more to it. Uh, 
and I, I guess since this is my first semester, I didn't really realize how much more there was to it coming in because I've been working quite a few hours. Uh, didn't realize there was as much like for one paperwork involved. Paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> the paperwork. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. All right, switching gears a little bit. I thought it would be fun just because we're doing this with all of our guests. Uh, this episode is playing a fun little game. So for we you love two, games. We're yeah, athletic. yeah, we, yeah. Competition. Yeah, athletic. Is there a prize? There's not a prize. Oh, God, okay. Um, besides bragging right. rights, I guess. Um, <laughs> but we're going to play a fun game of which rather. Okay. So we're going to start off, and you'll be answering as coaches. But we have some questions that I would like to hear if you were players. So oh, gosh, just to okay. give you the heads up. Okay. <clears throat> so first up, would you rather be known as a coach who's a great recruiter? Or a coach who's a great strategist? Mm, great recruiter. Okay. Great recruiter. I think it's because, like, there's so much more that goes into recruiting than just the talent and the skill of a, of a student athlete. So you can, you can learn strategies, but <laughs> recruiting is a lot of relationship. So I like that to come more naturally. It's a tough question. Uh, she, she makes some really good points. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I think I'll go with strategists just because uh, – they're like the one thing that we're, or I won't say the one thing, but the thing that we're best at as a program is developing and taking athletes that weren't incredible in high school and turning them into like close to all-American caliber talent. And that's that's a really cool thing to be known for. Is you know you can take just about anybody and make them good. Yeah, I like good. that. Would you rather go undefeated in the regular season or win the championship? Win the championship for sure. <laughs> I, mean, I can't argue with that one. Yeah, I'd rather win the championship. So. Yeah. All right. Would you rather coach a game wearing a suit or a polo? Oh, I wear a polo to every race, so that's easy. <laughs> that's easy. I've never coached in a suit. <laughs> Rarely coach in a polo, but I say, I say a polo. Yeah, usually it's t-shirt and shorts. But. All right. Would you rather be the star on a bad team or an average player on an elite team? Average player on an elite team. Yeah. Okay. The the team that I was on was the team that got ninth in the country, and I was the third guy. And I would say that's way better than you know my my high school experience was being the guy that was like state champion, but the team wasn't really that great. So yeah. I I would uh, definitely say I'd rather be on a really good team. Mm-hmm. I would I would agree with that. Like never had high accolades in college, but got to go to regionals and championships and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd rather be average. Would you rather play an amazing game but lose or play an average game and win? Win. Win. I always want to (laughs) win. Always want to win. Okay. Okay. There can be some moral victories, but I always want to win. Yeah. I mean, I'm always even preaching that to athletes. Like, I'd rather just, you know, go out there and be solid, but we get the team win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. That goes back to the strategy. Um, Would you rather sweat an embarrassing amount or need to hydrate every five minutes? Well, I have to do both. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, sweating doesn't bother me at okay. all. Like, yeah, sweating so yeah, it's, that's fine. <coughs> Don't have time to sit there and sip water all day long. Just, I'll just sweat it out. And, yeah. yeah. Um, last question: Would you rather be an elite player or an underdog? Oh, underdogs always have such great stories. I love the underdog stories. I'm always pulling for the underdogs in life and sports, so I'd rather be the underdog. Okay. We felt like the underdog all year, and that's, in a good, that's a good place to be in. Like, we, in, we enjoyed going into regionals and nationals, not expected to do much. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thanks so much, y'all, for being here. Any final mm. thoughts about the upcoming season or the season we just finished for your oh. respective teams? Well, it was a really great season. The team was really easy to work with. I love every loved having everybody. Uh, I'm really looking forward to track. We're already working on the track schedule. I've been getting all that nailed down, talking to everybody about the training schedule for track. So we're really excited to see what we can do in track. Hopefully send a couple people to the national championship there too. I would just say, you know, come out and support your athletes and come out and support all the things that our campus is doing because it truly can be uh, a great experience for, for college students. But, um, but I'd also just want to say what a great job Jacob has done um, in his first year. He's, he's, been, um, he's done a great job with the students, and the students um, are really responding well. So that's nice to see younger coaches coming up through the department and the ranks and um, we have a bright future ahead of us under new leadership and with new coaches like Jacob. So um, thank you for the opportunity to be here and, you know, come and support the Jags. Yes, yeah, it's just a great time for athletics, and I can't wait to be at some games, some matches. Yeah. Especially for next semester because grad school is killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be done soon. Yes. Thanks, y'all. So you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Welcome back, y'all, to In the Wild. And joining us, we have... Once again, two very special guests. They are our commencement speakers for graduation, Ania Clark and Jacob Sumter. How's it going, y'all? It's going well. It's a very busy, exciting time for me. A hundred percent. Every day there's something new that's coming up, and we're like, we're almost to the end. When, when's it going to stop? But it just keeps getting more and more, but I'm very excited. It's a very exciting moment right now. And Ania, welcome back. I to know. the I'm podcast. So happy to be here. It's like we haven't seen each other in forever. I'm I sorry. know. How has what have you been up to and how has life been since you've left the show? Man, I mean, I'm still a comm major, so mm -hmm. that's still good. Um, so that just goes to show that I still love what I do. <laughs> but I mean, I've just been kind of, you know, diving into the communication field. Like this semester, I really started like, you know, getting deeper into videography. Um, my partner and I, you know, we did a PSA for the Georgia Cancer Center, and we actually won a um, category. So that was very exciting for me. That was like a very special moment. So, yeah, just been, you know, getting into the communication field more. <laughs> and you completed another internship? Yes, at SRNL, so Savannah River National Laboratory. And I was in the communication department there and, you know, just worked on some comm stuff, writing articles and um, doing some photography as well, so that was pretty cool. Busy woman. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Jacob, you're, this is your first time on the show, so tell us a little bit about yourself and why you decided to be one of our commencement speakers. A hundred percent. Yep, my name is Jacob. I'm from Augusta, Georgia, born and raised, been here. I went to high school at Davidson Fine Arts, so okay. literally right down the street, been downtown uh basically since sixth grade onward, um, went over to UGA after, and um, now I'm doing the uh, Master's of Science in Nursing and Clinical Nurse Leadership Program here at AU. Um, and what was the second part of that question? Yeah, why did you decide to run to be one of our commencement speakers? 100%. Oh, well, essentially what happened was it's such a funny story because I was like, oh, I don't know if I should do it. I don't know. I told all my friends, I'm like, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And they're like, oh, no, you should definitely do it. You know, and a lot of people know you in the program and all this other. I'm like, no, no, no. And then the, the night before, my friend called me. His name is Waylon Utley. He called me and he said, if you do not apply for that, I am not going to talk to you again. I said, okay, fine, I'll apply. <laughs> and, um, and I somehow... 
got, I, we were voted on by our class that no one knows, and somehow the class thought I was the right person for it, and I really do appreciate it. Honestly, it's been an amazing experience, not only working with uh, our, my fellow commencement speaker, but also working with uh, the AU faculty here to try and basically perfect our speech a little bit more. Yeah, what is it like when uh, you found out you wanted Nia? So, I mean, so at first, I felt the same way Jacob felt. Like, I didn't know if I wanted to do it at first. And, like, I told my family, my friends, like, y'all, I'm thinking about applying to be a commencement speaker. And it was, they said, you know, you should definitely do it. And the other reason, or the one reason why I wanted to apply to become commencement speaker was to kind of, like, share my experience. I felt like, you know, I had a unique experience. I was a transfer student. Um, I switched my major, you know, <laughs> trying to figure out what I wanted to do, but, you know, I made it. And I want to share that to my peers, like, you know, it's okay that you don't know, but, you know, just stay optimistic and hopeful. And, like, I'm very honored to have been chosen by my peers. Like, thank thank everyone who voted 100%. for me. Like, thank y'all so much. I appreciate it. But, yeah, I was ecstatic. Like, I, you know, I FaceTimed my whole family. We're in a group chat together. <laughs> I was like, y'all, I got commencement speaker. And I was like, oh, my gosh. We were just, like, all screaming, like, the whole day. So it was, like, really exciting to find out that I was chosen as commencement speaker by my peers. Yeah, I think that makes it even more special for, like, your loved ones and those coming to see you graduate because now they get to see you speak instead yes. of just, like, walk across the stage. A million percent. I came from – so my undergraduate is in uh, – it was at UGA. And UGA's commencement is really big. You have, like, uh, twenty to 30,000 people, like, in one area. So it made you really feel like a number in that situation. And in this scenario, it was super special for me because now I'm, like – I don't know, I just feel like I'm like highlighted, like I'm being spotlighted for a second for for all the effort that I've done. And it really meant a lot that my class decided that because, you know, like sometimes, or at least for me, you feel like you're just another student. You're just on campus at times and then, or you're just so bogged down in your daily stress and for your class to go, well, yeah, let's recognize you for a second, recognize for what you've done and we want to hear your story. And to me, that, that to me is probably the, the best part of the whole experience. So give us a sneak peek of your speeches. Ooh. <laughs> well, I was just talking to Ania about this beforehand. Uh, my speech recently just got a re- whole reconstruction. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. I like where it's going. Um, I'm not going to tell too much because it's a spoiler in a way. But what I will say is my speech isn't necessarily about my story per se I want my I believe that whenever you're on a podium when you're on that um, when you're on the stage it's important to kind of tell the stories of other people if you can and to highlight those who can't be heard and so mine is to my speech is kind of talking about this the 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 weekly stresses and the weekly um you know stresses of a student that go into making them the masterpieces that they are at the end of their um, graduate career. So yeah, it's kind of my little sneak peek. <laughs> yeah. So um, my speech also got reconstructed at first. Okay. But I did um, integrate my original like um, mm-hmm. idea with the one that I have right now. But basically, my speech is about new beginnings and transition, and um, I think it's a very you know timely topic, especially. As a recent graduate, you know, it's about to be a new beginning and a transition from student to alumni. 
And I really want to highlight, you know, some of the beginnings I experienced um, during my time at AU. And I'm pretty sure um, my peers can also relate to that. So I really just want to kind of emphasize, like, you know, as we transition from student to alum, um, we're going to face new beginnings. But just make sure that you stay optimistic and hopeful, you know. It's very easy to, you know, have a negative mindset or attitude towards something, but you know, life is full of new changes and new beginnings, but when you stay positive and optimistic through your situations, that's what it's going to carry you through. 100%. I cannot wait to hear both of y'all's speeches. Um, last question I got. Using only one word, describe your AU experience. Ooh, one word. Ooh. Wow, that's okay. I'm going to use, I'll, I'll take it first, and I'm going to say prepared. I feel like um, I'm in the College of Nursing, and so uh, with my program specifically, we get over a 1,000 hours of um, clinical practice, and um, not a lot of other programs do that. And so I feel like between the faculty guiding me and between the classes that we take and between those clinical hours, in those uh, simulation scenarios. I really do feel like I'm more prepared going into the field, going into nursing, than, than, I, was, uh, than I would be at other places. So, yeah. I would have to say it's very basic, but I would just have to say new. Like, I experienced a lot of new things. Um, I'm not from Augusta. I'm from Columbus, Georgia. I'm a transfer student, so when I moved here to Augusta, I had to learn a brand new city. I moved here with my sister. Now my other sister, she's actually at AU. So oh wow, really? So really, <laughs> my two of my sister. Well, we all go to Augusta together. So there's three of us here at Augusta. So um, at first it was just me and my young, um, one of my younger sisters. And you know, I just I didn't have any friends. I would be in class and just overhear people talking about how they went to the same high school or middle school together. And I was like, oh well, I never heard of that high school. <laughs> you know, um, but. It was just a new, I just experienced a lot of new things, like just, I, I actually like put my mental health at the forefront during my college years because I experienced a lot of stress and anxiety and I'll actually like touch on that in my speech, but like it was just a lot of new beginnings, just me entering into adulthood and you know, I know this is still just the beginning <laughs> for me, so yeah, I would just have to, I would say new. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I couldn't let y'all go without doing something a little fun. And I thought because y'all are going to be speaking to the students and y'all are student leaders in so many different ways, I thought it would be time for some AU trivia. So I'm so I want to see who can who knows more about Augusta University. So getting us started. And I want to say this is an easy one. Uh, when was the university founded? And bonus points if you know the month. Oh. 1826. Eh. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's 18. I'm going to say, I don't know the answer to this, but <laughs> I will I will say I'm looking around the Jack store right now to okay. see if it's on anything, but I do think I'm going to go with 1814. I don't know. Wait, no, I know it's, what well, is it? I know it's not 1814. What is it? Is it 1836? 1828. 20. Oh. I said 20. I was too off. You were off. And I'm surprised because literally there's like 
apparel that says yes. 1828. I, know, I, know. I was this late, I think I would have had a better. Um, it's, the light. it's the lights. It's the lights. <laughs> um, but December, we're founded in December 1828. Oh, so, okay, okay. yeah. Second up, name all the colleges housed on the Somerville campus. Okay, this is unfair. Uh, I am not on the Somerville campus. But you are from Augusta. Yes, that is true. Give it your best shot. Well, I will tell you, it's not, uh, like, sciences. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know the answer to this question, and I will confidently say that. (laughs) So all the college names. Um... Just that are just on this campus. So yeah, so College of Math, Maddox, and, and that is on Summerfield. No, they Wait. have the College of Science Math building on the Health Sciences campus. They moved. But what's that building right across from? The well, you should you should have oh, started with your college. I'm okay, giving well, you a hint. <laughs> Pamplin. Okay. Business. Okay, that's two. <laughs> Psycho? No, 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 no. That sounds like science. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't put the science. Okay, so you got two. There's two more. Um. And they're both in University Hall. In University Hall. Mm-hmm. No, that's not it. Um. What is there a history? That's that's pamphlet. Pamphlet. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is hard. I really have two more classes in, in university. The college that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll give you a hint for one of them. The college that builds teachers and teaching personnel. Okay. Cybersecurity. Close. What's the name of it? Uh, uh, Computer science. (laughs) Wait, no, that's the major. It's okay. You did. You 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 kind of hey, got him. You kind of yeah, got him. You carried me, okay. so don't worry. You're doing great, <laughs> Jacob. I'm surprised that you could. You're couldn't. surprised. Okay, here's an easy one. What is the name of our university president? Doctor. I mean, President Kiel. Ding ding ding. Yeah. What? Don't look at me like that. <laughs> don't look at me like that. All right. You guys can guess this one. How many academic programs does the university currently have? Who can get the closest without going over? Ooh, some Price is Right stuff. Yeah. Um, how many total do we have? I I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to go with... Give us your best guess. Let's say 62. 62? A lot more than that. A lot more than that. See, that's what you were waiting on. <laughs> I, 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 I carried you with the last one. I ain't got to carry me. Um, I'm going to say 126. Well, I, I, I don't know. Close, uh, but not close enough. 154. We have under, oh, okay. over 150 yeah. programs. Okay. Recently, the Department of Art and Design announced a major expansion. So this is if you've been reading Jaguar lately. Mm-hmm. How many students will they be able to serve in the future? Oh, I did see this, actually. Okay. I did see this. Currently, Uh, they're at 40. Yeah, they they are. Um, I actually did see this because of what they're expanding it to. Literally, it came out, like, last week or maybe Mm -hmm. a few days ago. Um, Oh, my 
goodness. I do remember it, though. It was at the bottom of the news. So you said right now, it's 40? Right now they're at 40. They announced a major expansion. Goodness. A thousand something. (laughs) Not that many. (laughs) Okay. I don't remember the answer, but I do remember seeing it. Um, I don't, I just don't remember. I'm going to say like 68. That's not major. They're at 40. I don't know. But they announced they're going to have, will be able to serve in the future 400 students. So they're getting 10 times larger. All right. What are the names of our newly crowned royals, Mr. and Miss Augusta University? Oh my goodness, wow. I just saw this. They just Whoa. took a picture with whatchamacallit, two on there. Oh, this is sad. This is so sad. Y'all are going out real bad. <laughs> yeah, like, you we know. need some new commitments. <laughs> um, oh my god, I don't, I, I'll tell you, I don't know their names. I'm not going to even try on oh. them, but I do remember seeing their picture. They just took a picture with them. Just the I other mean, day. maybe you could give me like half credit. Okay. Because they they came to the holiday send off. I saw <laughs> <laughs> you you saw them, but you you can recognize them, but you don't know their name. Um, Eduardo Ortiz and Sierra Williams. Okay. okay. Last question. It's a numbers one, so you can guess. But how many students do we currently have enrolled? Ooh, that's a great question. Nine thousand something. Okay. I know okay. That. <laughs> Nine thousand five hundred and twenty-eight. I'm gonna guess this. <laughs> that, was, that was very close. Over ninety-six hundred. Wow. Okay. Well, I used your guess. Thank goodness you're close. <laughs> I was aiming over ten. So. So, any final thoughts before I let y'all go? And I guess you'll be on stage before we know it. I know. It's like after today, one more week. I'm one so excited. Week. I'm like, where did the time go? I'm so, <laughs> what's next for me? But yes. Thank you again to everyone who voted for us. 100%. We really appreciate it. Like, y'all just don't understand. We are very honored. Uh, a million percent agree. I think that I do feel like I'm truly blessed to be here, um, especially with, you know, everything that's been going on. It, with my program, it felt like a whirlwind going through, and then at the, and then now I'm at the end. I'm like, I'm finally able to take a breath, and it's truly hard for me to believe that it's my AU experience is coming to an end. Um, but I do want to thank everyone, and uh, can't wait to see y'all at commencement. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. 100%. We have a very, very special guest. He is our provost. <laughs> me? Okay, thank you. <laughs> to join us on our 100th episode, so... Give a warm jack or welcome to Dr. Neil McKinnon. Well, uh, first of all, just congratulations, Rachel. Like a hundred. Like this is a this is a big deal. Yes, I am still surprised that I've done this a hundred times at this point. Yeah. And then there's like a few secret episodes that will probably never air. Yeah. But um, <laughs> is that the one with Taylor Swift? I mean, I can't give it away. You know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. NDAs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but how have you been? Tell us about your semester. It's been a busy one. It's, it's hard to believe, right? We're at the end of another semester. Like, I don't know how that happens. Uh, but no, it's been fantastic. Like, it just, uh, you know, there's, there's an energy when the students come back and the faculty are back. And, um, you know, um, it's just nice to have a lot of events again. We, I think we really miss that as a university community with, with COVID. And, of course, last year, you know, we had some events. But it seems like we're back in full force finally this fall. And it's, it's been fun. It really has. Yeah, I think it has been, like, this semester has been full force. Like you said, there has been things going on, but this semester I really felt like we were really mm-hmm. back to it. And you've been traveling a lot this semester. Uh, tell us about some of your yeah your trips. Yeah, you yeah. Scotland. 
Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Scotland. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't forget about that. Yeah, we have a new <laughs> uh, a new partnership with two Scottish universities. Uh, so I went over with our uh, medicine dean and our nursing dean and uh, formalized those those arrangements. So I think for our students, they're going to start to see some cool opportunities start to open up. Uh, we're actually going to have delegations from both of those Scotland universities here next semester, and we're looking at things like study abroad, student exchanges. Um, we've even on the faculty side visiting faculty joint research and uh, potentially even some some joint online degrees and oh, certificates. Wow. So um, really, this is this is exciting. It's kind of started with rural health, but it's expanded. I know our computing science deans are talking, the art departments are talking in those different universities. So I think this is going to be for us a significant new um, new new partnership. And I just uh, certainly uh, encourage all of our students to think about you know going there. Um, the nice part. Um, you know, people in Scotland speak English, though, with a thick accent. Uh, but, you know, with all the castles and, and history there, it really is. A, the people are very warm and, and friendly. So, so we're very excited about this new partnership. And that's super exciting. But you also were able to go to North Georgia recently. So uh, yeah, yeah. how does that compare uh, to Scotland? Yeah, North Georgia and Scotland. Uh, they both have mountains, I guess. So maybe that. But, yeah, it's actually, you know, and... and uh, uh, Rachel, certainly, as you know, I just, my family and I just moved to Georgia just over two years ago. So we're still exploring the state, and we'd been to most of the rest of the state, but had never been to that part before. So we went all the way up to Brasstown Bald, which is the highest peak in the entire state. Um, although I have to say, we, we did take the shuttle bus up. Um, <laughs> you, you can't hike it, but there's a shuttle bus. So, But uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, we really are blessed to live in just an amazing state, obviously, with the ocean and in mountains and in, in Augusta, you know, we can get to so much from Augusta at a short distance. Yeah, that's one thing I love about being a part of the Augusta community is that everything is typically within like a two-hour right. reach. So, right, yeah. yeah, if you're not opposed to driving, which <laughs> I'm opposed to driving, oh, but no, I love okay. to ride. I love to ride. I'm a perfect uh, passenger. So yes. I like to get friends to... Like, I'll give you gas money. Just, okay, just, okay, just take us there. Well, next time, we'll yeah. have to take you then with us when we go sure. to Georgia. Sure, I, I would All love right. it. Um, another cool thing that happened this semester is that we have a new master's program coming for the College of Allied Health Sciences in speech pathology. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Exactly. And uh, uh, Dean uh, Lester Pretlow is the dean of the, of the College of Allied Health Sciences. And the way he describes it, this completes what he calls the trifecta of therapy. So we have occupational therapy. My wife's an OT. We have physical therapy, and now we'll have speech and language therapy, the trifecta of therapies. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. When I first arrived to Augusta, again, uh, about two years ago, as I was kind of listening to the community and touring the colleges, I heard a lot of folks saying, you know, it's a real shortage in this area of uh, speech and language therapists. And so, for example, if you're a parent and you have a child maybe with a stuttering problem or other impediment, you know, it's hard to get the help that you need, and, and whether it's through the school board or, or other areas. And so we knew that by creating this degree, we'd also be meeting real needs here in, in the CRSA. And so we're really excited about that. Uh, it'll take a little bit. There's some accreditation things we have to work through in order to get it fully up and running. But we did get the official Board of Regents approval this fall. So now we're, we're full speed ahead. And uh, we've already hired two faculty as well to, oh, to cool. teach in the program. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, and our university is one of the few USG institutions that had an increase in yeah. enrollment this fall. Why do you think students are finding out that attending the university is still worth it? Well, it's probably because of your podcast, I'm, I'm guessing. Of uh, course. So, yeah, exactly. But no, in all seriousness, I think uh, you know, things like that do matter, though. Our, do our students feel connected, the sense of belonging, a sense of community, and things like, like podcasts or those events we just talked about uh, do matter. 
Um, and you're right, and, and you know, we're certainly uh, proud of the increase. We actually had the second largest enrollment increase of any university, and there's 26 in the University System of Georgia. And in fact, 18 of those 26 had an enrollment decline, and overall it was almost a 2% drop in enrollment across the whole University System of Georgia. So the fact that we increase, we're really defying the odds. We, 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 you know, we think we are doing something right. We're again, launching new programs like the, the Master's in Speech and Language Therapy um, and, and trying to make sure that we're doing more around student life and supporting students while they're here. It's not just getting the students here, but helping them be successful all the way through to, to graduation as well. Yeah, I was not surprised, of course, but it always makes me feel like an extra sense of Jaguar pride seeing that our numbers are yeah. going up in that in that way. Yeah, I have to say, it's a little bit of a competitive nature <laughs> with that. Um, and, and actually, the year before, only five universities um, had an increase. So this was actually our seventh year in a row, row of enrollment increase. And I think as, as uh, folks, probably many of the listeners know, you know, President Keel has a goal of 16,000 students by 2030. So this fall, we ended just over 9,800, which means that uh, next fall, hopefully with more growth, we'll cross that 10,000 um, uh, mark. So I think we're, we're kind of already thinking, you know, how would we celebrate that to go, you know, to, to 10,000 students. But our, our goal is, you know, we, we certainly don't want to become this massive, huge university. We know many of our students having those small class sizes is important. And so our goal is not to become a university of, you know, 30, 40, 50,000. Um, but at the same time, it is to grow. And I think part of it is uh, providing new degrees. Again, like we talked about, maybe new online degrees with our partners in Scotland or the speech and language, things that will attract students and, and make them want to come to Augusta University. Well, they have all the reasons now. They do, yeah. Um, switching gears a little bit, your eldest daughter completed her first semester of college. Has her experience changed your perspective on anything? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it hit me pretty hard, I have to admit, uh, when she went, because, uh, you know, people talk about your children going to college, but this was our oldest. You know, we have three teen daughters. Uh, but, yeah, when she went, it was, it, was, it was pretty rough, I'd say, at least for my wife and I, just kind of that, that just, she, she was having a great time in college. <laughs> but, uh, no, she actually just finished her final, uh, her last final yesterday, got straight A's this semester. And, Woo-hoo. you know, I'm trying not to be a helicopter parent, okay. you know, which I know is never good. But uh, so giving her her distance and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's been great to see her become you know, a strong, independent woman, which you want for all, all your children. And finally, what are some of the things you're looking forward to next semester? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think more, more events like we've had uh, this year. So I think uh, that's a big part of it. We also have a couple other new degree proposals that will be going up to the Board of Regents. Actually, I think three, uh, Bachelor's in Sports Management um, through our College of Education and Human Development a bachelor's in neuroscience, and oh, so wow. those who are College of Science Mathematics. And the last one, which is a bit of a mouthful, a bachelor's in biomedical systems engineering through the School of Computer and Cyber Sciences. So three more degrees that will be going to the Board of Regents. Again, that will result in more students hopefully next fall as well. All right, so I kind of gave you the heads up, <laughs> but we're going to transition into a little fun game. Uh-oh, that- a little bit nervous here. I thought of. All right. Um, fun for you or fun for me? Or fun for everybody. Oh, okay, okay. Fun okay. for everybody. For our listeners, yeah. <laughs> for our listeners, of course. So, we looked at your Instagram. Okay. And um, one thing I think you are really great about online is that you really share all of your experiences <laughs> uh, with, you know, your followers. So, I thought it would be fun to play a good old-fashioned Do You Remember? Oh, no. Okay. All so, right. we've taken some screenshots of your feed. <laughs> okay. 
got some nice jackhead photos, <laughs> and we're going to have you do the best you can to see if you remember who are some of these folks that you've posted. All right. Posted. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. No, no pressure at okay, all. Okay, no pressure. All right. So, <laughs> and I can't take out my phone as a cheat sheet, I guess. Of course not. No, okay, that would, of that course would, not. That would be fair. All right, so first up. And some of these are recent, so... Okay, okay. Well, I would hope that my memory is, you know, pretty good if it's recent. <laughs> All right, first up. Oh, yes. So this first one, this is... Um, I do know the answer to this one, so at least okay. I get one right. Okay. Uh, this is with um, Dr. Marcel Dion. Okay. Uh, Marcel Dion's a faculty member in our medical college of Georgia who's just actually a world leader in kind of studying uh, medical education. How do we do a better job? He's actually doing some great work um, looking at medical students and causes for burnout and stress. So just so I basically had lunch with him just to learn more about his research. Again, we've got some fantastic faculty like Dr. Dion that are just worldwide experts here, here at AU. That's okay, correct. So I got the first one. One out of one. One, one well, out of one. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't need that dirty. Next up. Okay, yes, okay. We're going to be two out of two at least. Uh, this is Dr. Andrew Goss. And so he's um, a, a faculty member in, uh, in history and... Um, I had the opportunity, it was very kind of him, um, he invited me to his class this semester to give a talk on kind of the history of public health and pharmacy, and um, I certainly, I, I want to apologize to him right now if his class evaluations went down after my lecture, <laughs> but, but no, he was very kind and uh, really enjoyed that. Correct. All right. Next up. Okay. This should be an easy yeah, one. Yeah, I better get this one. These are my uh, daughters, two of my daughters, uh, Kaylee and Ashlyn, uh, Kaylee on this side, Ashlyn on that side, at, uh, at their uh, homecoming. Yeah, if I messed that one up, then I would probably be kicked out of uh, my house and never allowed to go back. Next up. Oh, okay. That one is Dr. Paula Gonzalez, uh, and she's actually um, a collaborator of mine in, in Canada. So she's a researcher in the business school, and I'm on her grant there. So, uh, so yeah. Wow, okay. It's very good. Uh, you're knocking them out. <laughs> Next up. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I think that's... Oh, is that Emma, uh, Elizabeth Reed, I think? No, Emma Reed. Is it? You're not going to tell me. Final answer? Yes, Emma Reed. Okay, correct. All right, okay, okay. So she's a former student of mine who's a Scottish Highland dancer, so she was showing me her, uh, her moves there. What about this person? Oh, so this is the uh, new president of Kennesaw State University. So her, she goes by Kat is her nickname. Um, and so um, I had the opportunity to represent AU at her presidential inauguration. And you can see I'm wearing a yellow tie, you know, so one of the few times in life I wouldn't wear, you know, maybe AU <laughs> colors at a university event, but uh, to honor that. So that's correct. Kat. Yeah. What about this All right. Person? This is Dr. Kent Groves. So again, he's a former student of mine. He's now an executive with a large, um, one of the largest global marketing companies in the world called uh, Merkel. And so, uh, well, actually, um, Dentsu Health, they, 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 they got bought up another company. Uh, Dentsu actually was here this fall, um, and so some of the students uh, watching this might have attended where we're uh, setting up new internships with them and uh, looking at, at new opportunities for our students to take benefit of, uh, to, uh, of this really large kind of marketing company. All right, that was correct. There we go. Last Woo. one. Uh-oh, I might be stuck on the last one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just... Uh, that's Brandon McRae. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, so he's our new um, senior leader over fundraising and development. 
joined us. Uh, he's worked at the University of Florida, Florida State, and the University of North Florida. Just an amazing guy and uh, helps us as we develop new student scholarships and, and other endowments to help our, our students and faculty. So that's Brandon. You did a great job. Yeah, all knocked right. them all out. All right. Whew, that was a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, but you, I mean, you handled it well. You always okay, handle the you. hot seat thank pretty you. well. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get, just so folks know. If you're being interviewed <laughs> by Rayshon, he, he'll ask you some curveballs, but it's good. It's, it's fun. So, Any final words for our listeners who are excited to go celebrate the break between semesters? Yeah, well, definitely take that break. I mean, uh, you know, especially for our, our students who have uh, just finished finals. I mean, it's... It's stressful, I know, and it's, it's hard. We're really proud of our students. And, of course, as a provost, as a chief academic officer, I'm especially proud of our, our student accomplishments and academics. But, yeah, enjoy the break. Come back, uh, recharged and refreshed. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to episode number 101 and 102 all the way up to 200. And, of course, that secret episode with Taylor Swift, perhaps, as well, would be released. We'll see about that one. Thank you so much, Dr. McGinnis. All right. Thanks, Rachel. All right.